And we are live. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, a white favorite YouTuber. I've got with me the one and only Marshawn. Go ahead, man. Introduce the people to yourself. Tell them where they can find you and what you're about. Hi, my name is Marshawn. I'm 23 years of age. You can find me on social media anywhere at Marshawn, uh, M-A-R-S-E-A-U-N. And what I do is I'm an activist. So I speak on anything, anything that I feel that I want to talk about. That's the truth. Anything from, you know, uh, problems in the black community. We talk about, uh, I talk about veganism, how we should all be on a vegan diet. Anywhere from that to religion, uh, which is the right religion, or if any of them are right, I speak on things. I, I speak on facts. That's what I do. That's what's up, man. Um, definitely. So, um, why don't you give us, uh, I guess, a bit of a background? You said you're into uh, activism. Like, what got you into activism and to uh, into veganism as well? Like, I'm, I'm curious to know about that. Yeah. What got me into activism? Well, it started with veganism last year. Around March 2017, you know, I was um, I was in class. I was still in college at this time. Mm-hmm. I was in class and I was sitting next to this girl, and she she was just talking to me about. Um, I had a, a protein shake in my hand because back then I was really trying to get big. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "Yo, what's in that shake?" And I was telling her what's in it, blah blah blah. And then she was like, "You ever tried to do a, a plant based shake?" And I was like, "The hell, plant based?" So at the time, I wasn't even thinking about anything like that. So I was like, what the hell are you talking about? They make plant-based shakes. <laughs> but then I looked it up and I was looking into it and I was just like one thing after the next. And I was just finding videos about, first it was just strictly for the health. I was all about health. I wasn't in it for the animals really. Mm-hmm. I was seeing things like, you know, cures cancer, cures diabetes, cures all the diseases if you do it right. And then that's when I was like, something just clicked for me. Cause I, I come from a, you know, I was very overweight about three years ago, I was probably 302, 304. And I got down to about 185 in a year because mm-hmm. I, really, I was really tired of it. And this was just the, you know, icing on the cake for me. I was like, yeah, I got to do this. And then now it spiraled now into animal activism because th- the things that they do to to animals, man, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and we've been doing this for way too long and it needs to stop. But yeah, man, I do that. And I right now I mainly talking about problems in the black community. How I got into activism was just watching videos online, hearing uh, other activists speak on black issues, but they never speak on the real issues. It's always the same regurgitated nonsense. Uh, white cops killing black people, racism, racism, racism. That's all they talk about. Yeah. And those are not the real problems of how we rebuild the black community. So I said, you know what? I'm tired of the Louis Farrakhan's of the world, the Barack Obama's and the, you know, um, somebody else, Al Sharpton. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of these guys, yeah. you know, just, just trying to milk us for our money, just agreeing with everything that we think about. We need someone that really speaks hard on the truth. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be that guy. So. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I, I salute you for that, man, because it, it takes a lot of courage to do that. And man, like a lot of the content you've been putting out, man, I, I got nothing but respect for you for that. Cause you're right. Like, especially in the black community, the issues that are going on, it's not about the black on the, the, the white cops killing the black people. It, it's, it's much, much deeper than that. Like it's, it's, it needs to be spoken on, and I, I, I'm 
dude, you got my res- my uh, my support and my respect, man. It, I I'm backing you 100 percent on this journey. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you, um, so like, what led you to the current state of being woke, and what has changed in how you view the world around you? Well, first of all, 99% of Black people that use the word woke aren't. It's all it's all a lie. They they think they're woke, but they're really their eyes are closed and probably going to be closed for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. What got me to really be really woke of what you know of yeah. the truth is that I don't know. I just I've I've always been I've always just wanted to know what's right. Even I went through this year of my life when I was trying to find out what the right religion was. Like I'm whenever I do something, I don't want to just do it because I got handed that information. I want to know how okay, you're handing me this. How do I know this is true? I gotta dissect every single thing. Yeah. And when I got handed this platter that black people are given when they're born and it's you know, the world's racist, white people are against you, systematic oppression. It's like this thing that we're fed, you know, as our reality. I wanted to know, well, is this really true? You know, and I realized that it's all a lie and it's all a lie because they, they want to keep up, keep us in that box, you know, like they want us to overreact to situations and all all that stuff. You know, I, I can go on forever on that, but you know, I, it's, it's time to speak the truth. Someone has to do it. Somebody has to do it. And man, I've I've lost friends already for this. I just started this. I've lost friends for this. You know, people disagree with me. Well, who who cares? You know, I'm yeah. It, if I offend you, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. I'm I'm not here to please please everybody. So yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it really comes down to like facts don't really care about people's feelings. Cause I you know, and I've lost a lot of friends, especially like in the YouTube community. Um since I've been at it for almost two years now. And like, even in my personal life, I lost a lot of friends as I've started to come out, even family members have turned on me as I've started talking about, you know, the, the, the type of shit that we're told, like growing up, like I, I grew up in Memphis, you know, and I was told same thing, you know, white people are against you, the system's against you, you know, uh, you're oppressed, uh, you can't get out. Like, I, you know, I grew up in the hood, like, and you can't get out. You can't do better for yourself. You need to focus on athletics or or music or this, this, and that. And it's like having siblings that were able to do athletics and able to do music and all that and be successful in it. And I'm the one who's kind of like not able to live up to that standard. I was kind of ass out. I was a black sheep of the family. So, you know, I started trying to go a different route and I got into, you know, I came out here to Hawaii. Um, you know, I went to went to college and, you know, now I'm like a, I'm about to be soon about to get this promotion. I'm about to be a senior systems analyst at one of the hospitals out here. And it's, it's, you know, one of the things I, I keep trying to tell, like, you know, my nephews and other black people I run into, the, the first thing they want to say is, you know, we're oppressed and racism's worse than it's ever been in the United States. And I'm like, that's not true. I'm like, what's, what's oppressing you? I'm like, that, let's break that down. Like what, what really is, keeping you from being able to achieve in life? Like, is it really the sit, this quote unquote boogeyman system that's holding you down? Because last time I checked, we got a lot of very successful, very prominent black people in America that are doing very, very well. So if there's a system that's oppressing, is it oppressing some and not all? Like what, what are the parameters of this quote unquote uh, oppression? And I can never get a straight answer on that, man. You never will. <laughs> You never will because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. 
I'm telling you. And then it's it's always an excuse. It's like, oh, yeah. Um, so then how do you explain people that got out? Oh, there's exceptions. Well, how do you right? explain this? Oh, the, it's always something that because they just want to stay in the bubble that they're in. They don't want to. And, and I'm not I don't want to talk to those people. I'm not concerned about those people. I'm concerned about the people that are open minded and want to, you know, know the truth, because a closed minded person is a closed minded person is a closed minded person. They're never, yeah. never going to get it. I'm, I don't care about that. But yeah, man, they, they just want to stay in their in their world. And that's fine. If that's what they want to do. Go ahead. And they're going to keep repeating the same cycles over and over again. For um, One example is, you know, people are halfway homeless, having like six, seven kids with four different baby mothers. Right. Can't afford nothing. And then they're blaming the white man for their problems. Like, come yeah. on. Like, how about you keep your thing in your pants? You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. get your life together. Man, it's like, I'm just tired of the complaining. I'm yeah. tired of it. And I'm speaking up against it. It's a fact. Yeah, man. I, I again, man. I, I'm I'm speaking up with you. It's it needs to stop. Like I'm I'm so tired of hearing it. You know, it's like it. It's one of the things I found out. Like I, I was starting to do some research into because I've gotten more political and I'm trying to understand like the the difference in the political parties and then you know the liberal and the conservative mindset and the libertarians. Because when I was growing up, I was always told don't talk about politics, and. I've come to understand, like, now I'm, I'm 29 years old. Now, as I've been delving into this for the last year, that the reason my parents told me not to talk about politics is because they didn't understand it. And it's because someone like their parents or people in their circles didn't understand it and told them the same thing. And it's like, if we're going to stay ignorant of what's going on, how are we ever going to progress and move past where we are now? You know, my, my whole thing is like, you can't just exist in the world and not know what's going on. Who are the key players? You know, why things are, why, why are things the way they are? And, you know, as I started asking more questions, man, the backlash has been tremendous. Like it's almost like they, people don't want you to know the truth. They don't want you to seek out what it is, you know, and I've been getting into like uh, watching a lot of people like Candace Owens, um, you know, well, officer Brandon Tatum, uh, actually, I'm going to have him on the podcast tomorrow morning. Uh, you know, uh, just different people. Amazing Lucas, who's out in California, speaking out on the same things we're speaking out, too. It's just like the ignorance and the lies that we're being told, man. It's almost like we're just we're all pretty much sick of it. You know, there's nothing we can't do. And the the, the ignorance is just perpetuated because people don't want to try and find out what's going on. Like, why is it like, I, you know, I got friends of white, Asian, you know, Hispanic and whatnot. And I'm wondering, like, why a lot of my black friends are only interested in sports and not into like, you know, a skill set or, or, you know, or trying to get into like science or something like that. Whereas if I look at my white and my Asian friends, it's all their parents raised them. You can do whatever you want, you know, get an education, get a skill set. You can be a doctor. You can be, you know, a scientist. You can be anything. And. You know, when I was growing up in the hood, in the black community, I, you know, we've never taught that. And that's mm. the shit that just pisses me off. Like, I don't want my kids to be raised thinking that everything's out to get them and that they can't accomplish anything because of the color of their skin. And it's just, I, I, it needs to stop, man. And, and I think people like you, you know, like Candace Owens that are just, you know, standing up to this bullshit. 
Man. Mm-hmm. It needs to stop, man. I will not raise my my kids will not hear me ever say the word racism. There's no reason for it. They're not yeah. going to ever hear me speak on that. And you know, speaking of that, it's leading into my next question. Uh, considering like you did a video on how racism doesn't exist, it's a fantastic video. Everyone who's watching and listening, definitely go check it out. Links to Marshawn's channel is down in the description below. So give it a, a, a give it a listen and a watch. Um, what led you to that conclusion, and why do you think people still think it's a very real issue? What led me to that conclusion is me looking around at the world, just me living, you know, me, me just, mm-hmm. uh, I can explain it, just me being alive, me really having my eyes open. It's a difference between, you know, seeing and actually having, like, being woke for real. And when I really look around and I'm like, you know, I'm around a lot of black people mostly. So I, I hear the things like, well, uh, cops are killing blacks. There's always a new story every day. You know, I see that all the time. Hey, hey yeah, Mar, look, racism exists. Look at the white, the people. But then when I actually look at the stories, you know, and I see that the black guy was resisting. I see the black guy was acting up. And that's no excuse for the white cop to shoot him. Of course not. That man does not deserve to die just because he was, you know, being stupid. But what I'm saying is the cops are not just saying, oh, look, it's a black guy. Goodbye. It That's not happening. It does yeah. not happen. Racism does not exist. <clears throat> not People are not, they don't care. Nobody cares about color, man. We're all just, we're all just chilling. We're all just alive. You know, it's just mm-hmm. the things that you believe create and shape what you see. This yeah. is a fact. It's in every religious book. It's in every law of attraction book. You know, yeah. your words have power and what you create is all up in here. And if you constantly walk around with that subconscious mindset of racism exists, then you will always experience something that, you know, is disguising itself as racism, but it's exactly. not. White exactly. people don't care about the color of our skin. And the reason why they so-called discriminate is because when they see us acting stupid and when they see us with, you know, bandanas on, robbing people all the time. And these white people live up in the hills, man. They rich as hell. They don't see it. They're not around us all the time. You know what I'm saying? So when they are actually around us and all they see is, is us acting stupid, then yeah, it's gonna be like, ah, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I always give the analogy of, of apples in a way. You never ate apples in your life, right? And every mm-hmm. time you hear of an apple, you know, you hear something negative about it. But it's really good for you though. But every mm-hmm. time you hear about it or see it, it's always in a negative light. Eight out of ten times, when you meet yeah. those two apples, you're automatically <clears throat> assume something negative. Is that right? No, it's not. But I'm saying that's just how the mind works. Our mind gets programmed by the things that we keep seeing over and over and over again. So how about we stop sagging our pants in the street? How about we stop robbing people for no reason because we're making the excuse of we got four kids to feed when you shouldn't even have four kids because you just stupid having four kids with four different baby mothers? How about you get your life together and do what you got to do and other races won't look at us like we're pieces of crap? Yeah. Oh man, you hit you hit that directly on on the head, and um, you brought up something, um, the law of attraction. Like I'm very big on that. You know, I've been getting deep into the law of attraction, and it's there's a, there's tremendous truth in it because as you think, therefore you are. Like the you, if you change the way you look at something, what you look at changes, and 
you know, people don't understand that what you focus on expands. If you're constantly like focusing on negative, then that's the energy you're going to have around you. That's all you're ever going to see is just negative things. It's just going to reinforce your belief pattern. And, you know, and, and for people who don't understand law of attraction, it's not saying that, you know, oh, you know, fairy dust, pixels and all the other stuff. It's basically about focusing and understanding that there's something bigger. Like if you want to achieve something, just focus on it. Everything that you're doing is going to be leading you towards your end goal. You know, and if you're constantly focusing on positive and negative, like, yeah, you can focus on positive. You can still experience negative, but it's not going to side rail you the way it would if you were constantly being negative. So, man, I, I'm glad you brought that up with the law of attraction, man. That's that's some deep stuff. If you want to go ahead and get into that, if you if you want to, man. Yeah, for sure, man. I've um, how I got introduced to the law of attraction was was when I was overweight. So mm-hmm. I'm. I was really overweight, man. I'm talking, it was so bad. I was in bed every day. I was dizzy every time I was uh, tried to walk. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was just, I was just in bed all day eating garbage. And I really believe that this was my life. I was 19 at the time. I, mm-hmm. I believe that this was it. Like I was just gonna be, you know, a fat piece of crap for the rest of my life. But then. I woke up one day and I said, nah, man, like there's there's something bigger than this. Like I mean more in life than what I'm doing. And I just wanted to find a way out, you know, and I just I bought every book, man. I my room up here is full of books. I got book after book on this. And at first, at first, it didn't seem because I never heard of law of attraction a day in my life. No one ever taught me that. And this is another problem I have with the school system. And they're teaching us BS like freaking geometry and squares that we're never going to use for the rest of our life when they should be teaching us things like this. But anyway, that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I I, uh, I never heard of that a day in my life. And then so, you know, at first I was like, man, this sounds like some some like magic, some magic stuff. Like this, <laughs> this, this don't sound right. This don't work. And for months, I was just sitting on it. I didn't actually try it. You know, I was just sitting on all this knowledge and not doing nothing about it. But then I was like, you know what? Let me just stop being closed minded and really open my mind to this and just and just try it. And man, mm-hmm. like that day, ever since that day to now to, you know, forever for me, man, it's yeah. life changing, man. I'm telling you, anything that I want, it will happen. That's a fact. Even with you, anyone, if, if you put your mind to it, yeah. Anything. I'm talking anything. And this is not something where it's like a get rich quick scheme where it's like I can sit in bed all day and just talk and speak things and things will happen. Action is a huge part of that. But yeah. if you act behind what you say and believe, man, I'm telling you, phenomenal. Yeah. Very true. Like I, I've um <clears throat> I got introduced to uh law of attraction back in um I think back in 2006, 2007, and um, my mom, it's kind of interesting because my mom, she went from being Catholic to Christian to the law of attraction. I'm not really sure what she's into now, but it was always due to like for her, like, oh, what can put me in a better position financially? You know, because my dad wasn't around, you know, going off fathering other people's kids and stuff. And, you know, we were struggling because, you know, we grew up poor. And I remember for me, I would kind of reject religion and reject the law of attraction because I would always see it 
when it came to my mom, she was trying to get into it as an excuse for her to not have to work, excuse for her to, you know, not do X, Y, Z to provide because dad wasn't there. And so I, um, it, it's funny, you know, a couple of years into college and then I just started getting into it. I'm like, you know, a lot of things just don't make sense. And I want to get into understanding how I can better myself because yeah, I can, you know, I, I see people doing well and I want to understand how I can, you know, I, you know, not just about the money, but, you know, I can put myself in a better you know, state of health, better state of mind, better surroundings. And so, you know, I got introduced into, uh, you know, law of attraction. And when I was reading deeply into it about doing vision boards and, you know, like putting up things you'd like to accomplish, writing things down at the beginning of the year, like things you'd like to do, you know, within six weeks, six months, you know, and within the year or just goals you'd like to achieve. And I was able to, you know, from college to now, like I've been able to get into a career field where I'm close to making six figures. You know, and I'm a kid who was grew up poor and, and, and I was told, like, there's no way you can do it unless you go into sports and music. And I just I sat down. And I, I said, you know what? I want to have a very successful career field. I want to be able to marry a woman that loves me for me and not, you know, treat me bad. I want to, you know, have good friends, be surrounded by good people. And, you know, even though I've gone through some rough trials and tribulations left and right, the fact that I stayed the course of keeping that central mindset in and everything I did, you know, it goes back to like what you said. It's about what you do as well, putting that action behind your words. Like everything I did was to get myself to that goal. Like even if that means cutting off dead weight of people who just ain't good for me or stopping bad habits, you know, like, and it really got really compacted for me more so when I went through, um, colorectal cancer a couple years ago. You know, I've been cancer free for two years now. Congratulations, and, man. Congratulations you, man. on that. <laughs> thank you, man. Like, you know, the doctors are telling me that, oh, well, we don't know if you'll be able to beat you, beat it. You know, it's not looking too good for you. And, you know, trying to set limitations on, you know, uh, worst case scenario, what this will impact you with. And I just got to a point where I was like, no, I, this is, I'm going to overcome this. I don't know how, but I'm going to start doing things to better my health. You know, I started doing plant-based protein shakes. Like I, I'm, I'm, I have, you, you brought that up because I, I do use a lot of plant-based uh, protein shakes, uh, cleaning up my diet entirely, you know, getting more physically active and just staying positive because I had to, man, I had to fight it. If I wanted it, I need to fight for it. So for yeah, sure, <clears throat> respect for you on that, bro. Because, man, you know, people just people just get stuff like that, and they just, you know, I've seen it so many times. There's a neighbor across the street here had a stroke, smoking. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Smoking every day, got a stroke. See, <laughs> still out there smoking every day, like, you know. So commendable, man. That's that's very commendable that you know you really took action on that, and yo, that's what's up. Yeah, man, thank you, thank you. Um, but I wanted to also ask you this, uh, cause it, it's really odd how with our current society, everyone's acting like race relations right now are worse than they've ever been. I mean, we're in 2018. We're, it's not like we're in the fifties and sixties, but 
it seems that there's this massive push for segregation in our country. And I think that's really odd considering we had the civil rights movement to fight for equality. And it just seems like the current generation, just the mindset of a lot of people want to just completely segregate, you know, races. And I, I don't understand. Like, I wanted to under, get your, your take on that. Like, do you think race relations are worse now in 2018 than they were in the 50s and 60s? Race relations are the worst that they've ever been. And segregation, people sitting here right now talking about how they want to be segregated, that's absolutely ridiculous. I'm seeing, man, I, I look around and I see, um, you know, a black a, a black girl with a white man, you know, holding hands, young, mm-hmm. old, doesn't matter. And that that is beautiful to me. That is very beautiful to me because, you know, once upon a time, there was something called segregation, you know, where that was never possible to happen. Yeah. So people out here vouching for the very thing that, MLK tried to fight against. Yeah. There's something wrong with you, bro. Yeah. It, it really is. Like, I've been seeing a lot of stuff too. Like, with, you know, um, what's that lady, Francesca on uh, MTV's, uh, I forgot the name of that show, but she, and she's the, the very person that to me is very hypocritical because she always talks about race all the time and how whites do this to blacks and whites do this. And she pushes a pro pro-black narrative and tries to talk about stuff, but she's not from the hood. She's from a very well-off family. She's married to a white guy. And it's like your message to people in comparison to what your reality is, they don't line up. So like, why, I don't understand why people like her, you know, and all these news outlets like CNN and whatnot try to push this narrative of racial divide. Like, are they trying to start like some type of race war to go on? And I, I don't understand it, man. Like, yeah, I've been looking into that. Um, I don't know if it's a, if it's them trying to start a divide. There's definitely one thing I will agree with. Shocking. I actually agree with something that the black community says. One thing I actually do agree with is that they push they do push, you know, uh, black people in somewhat of a negative light. There are other races that do bad things, you know, that um, that doesn't get as much attention. But that's not me taking away from the from the fact that we're 13 percent of the population that commits over half the crime in the U.S. It's absolutely ridiculous. You see, pe- people like you just mentioned, people like that, people like. Uh, and I'm not against Obama, but Obama, uh, Al Sharpton, like I said, Louis Farrakhan's mm-hmm. the biggest one of them all. All these liars that speak to the black community, this is what they want to do. What they want to do is they, they look in the black community and they say, okay, let's see what black people are complaining about today. Okay, they're complaining about uh, gay rights. They want gay rights? All right, I'm going to go on a podium and say that we should all be gay and happy. Okay, they want to complain about racism? All right, I'm going to say racism exists because they're trying to get over the black community because they know they know that you know um i just blanked out but what you know yeah. they, they they really are trying to get over with the black community and, and it's and it's ridiculous man and anyone that tries to speak anyone that tries to speak out what i don't understand is how how are you blaming the white man how are you blaming a system gonna help anything the biggest thing that they always do is slavery Oh, well, we we were enslaved, and I'm like, oh, who gives a shit? Like, it's over. I understand. Yeah. I get it. We've been through hard 
times. I understand that. But in 2018, 19, whatever year we're going forward in, it's over. Yeah. We're all good. And if you're complaining, this is an example too. It's like, it's like, okay, if somebody kills my my mother today, right? And then like and then I'm trying to get over it. And years pass, 20, 30, 40, 50 years pass. And I'm trying to get over it though. How am I ever gonna get over it if I just keep complaining about the fact that this guy did something terrible? Like if, if you and his motive 50 years later is to get over the situation, you complaining mm. about the situation is not gonna do anything to help get out of the situation. So yes, yeah, we were in yeah. slavery. Yes, uh, cops back then were doing crazy stuff. You know, like we see the movies all the time in the, in the, in the MLK era, it's over. We had great men like MLK that stood up but what's right, no, I do not support Malcolm X. Malcolm X is another one of these guys that are the problem. You look at all these people, these Black Panthers, all this stuff. You you look at these dudes, man, and they're all Malcolm X, man. Malcolm X, Malcolm X. Like, no, bro. Like, the, the answer is not to hate white people. White people are not the enemy. The enemy is yourself. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. It... it <clears throat> And it, it just and seems, it just, like, it just seems like um, this this constant perpetuation of just of just saying, "Oh, it's someone else's fault. It's it's the white man's fault. It's the system's fault." And the point I've gotten to, and I did a video uh, a, a couple of weeks back, and I got a lot of hate for it, but I said that I'm tired of the black community complaining about it being somebody else's fault. At, because of the current day and age we're in, where is the accountability? Where is the ownership? Mm -hmm. yeah. This is the problem. We're trying to, not we, I'm not a part of that, but yeah. the community as a whole is trying to run away from truth and they're trying to run away from accountability. Yeah. And that, that, that to me is, that's the problem that just frustrates me. It's like, I see people that are not doing well for themselves. They want to blame somebody else. And I'm like, what can you do to better yourself, to get yourself in a better position? Like, come on, be like, you can't be constantly blaming somebody else. Like, I, you know, and I said this in the video, I said from birth to 18, whatever happens to you by, you know, basically by law is not on you. Your parents are responsible for you up until you're the age of 18. What happens from 18 and a day and beyond, that's on you. Now, you can either better yourself or not. And if you choose not to better yourself, that's on you. You can't blame other people. And, like, when I try to talk about accountability and ownership, like, yeah, racism did happen, you know, in the past. It, it doesn't exist now because <clears throat> there's no laws in place that discriminate against people of color at all that hold them in oppression. There's nothing on the books. You know, we have things in place like uh, like for the ACT and the SAT, like if, if blacks, we get the leg up on taking those tests, whereas you, you talk to Asians, if they take the test, they actually get points deducted when they start because of, you know, I guess the classing of them as a minority status, like they don't get favor in it. And then whites have to work just as hard on these same standardized tests that, you know, the black community complains is racially biased. How is it racially biased when you're guaranteed an automatic W on this test, no matter what you score on it, actually? Like, I don't understand that. And then you got, you know, the equal opportunity. You go to jobs, you apply for jobs. 
Like they could be someone who has a higher level of skill and credentials than you, than, you know, than a black person, but yet because of diversity laws, they will hire you like over someone who's more qualified. And that's the thing that just gets me is we have, there is a system technically in place to help us. Uh, I don't think it's helping, but it's, it gives us a leg up over everyone else. And yet still there's those of us in the black community. They're just constantly saying that we're oppressed. Like what, what is the oppression? (laughs) I don't know what that word is. Yeah. That word doesn't exist. It just, it just makes no sense, man. And it's starting to really frustrate me to no end. And, and it's just, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know what to say. to. I'm getting to a point now where it's like when people try to come at me like, oh, you're wrong. Racism is real. It's the worst it's ever been in the country. America was never great. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'm just not going to say even if so, even if so, and? Yeah. you. If you know Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, he did a video. Yeah. And? Like, you have a, a bad life, and what are you going to do about it? Yeah. <clears throat> yep, that's so true, man. Um, I know we touched on it at, uh, at the start of the podcast, but I want to kind of circle back on it. Uh, what do you think the main issues, aside from accountability, are with the Black community? And do you believe that they're – I already know you're going to say no to this, but do you believe that there's a system holding them down – or you think the truth might be that they're holding down and oppressing themselves mentally? Oh yeah, man. You know, there's a system in place, man. That's uh, <laughs> holding us back, man. You know, I can't be successful in life because there's a system against me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what What's the main problem with the black community? There's so many problems with the black community. I can't give you one. But one thing I, all right. One major problem I would say that I have with the black community is the leaders, because mm-hmm. leaders in a community have something called influence. Yeah. And this is the reason why I'm screaming, I'm angry. <clears throat> when I get that influence, I don't care about what Farrakhan and them say, because I got the same influence. I'll say what I got to say and I'll correct the mess that they're making. But people like them that look up to these leaders, they have power now. We're giving them power. So whatever they say, we're just going to follow like, you know, like, like blind sheep. So Obama goes on a podium tomorrow and says, racism is the problem. The white man is the enemy. You're going to have millions of black people, all types of races. But we're talking about black people that are going to, that are going to say Barack Obama said that racism exists. So I believe that racism exists. And like no one has a mind for them, like for their freaking selves now. Mm-hmm. So the problem, the, one of the main problems that, you know, are in the black community is the leaders and they need to stop spewing this, this uh, garbage that it's everyone's fault out here. And it's not you like you having babies out of wedlock, you doing all these crimes, black people are in jail at high numbers because if a white person was on a trial with the black person in the same crime, the white person will get off all this crap that we're being taught. That is all lies. This is the problem that that we have because, like I said, no one has minds of their own. So when they hear these men saying this, they believe it, and they believe it so strongly that when someone like me and you say the truth, we're coons. Yeah. Coons, Uncle Toms, all kinds of stuff. And it's sad. 
There's no individuality. Who is the truth? It being <clears throat> the truth, I want 1,000 awards. Give me an award every day for the rest of my life. I'll proudly take it if being a coon is what is what the truth is, because it is. You can call me whatever you want. <clears throat> get on platforms like this. I'm still going to get on the camera and tell you the truth. Yeah. That's true, man. And some of the, you know, to touch on what you were saying, too. Another thing I think is the problem in the black community um, is not having fathers in the homes. Like, you, you got these oh, men yeah. going around. Let's talk having- about this. <laughs> you know, you got you got so many guys running around having kids with you know all these different baby mamas. Then their their kids growing up without a father, like not having a father in the home, is a major detriment to the black community. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just it 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 like where's accountability? Like I I watch a lot of Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, I don't agree with everything he says, but. One of the things he keeps saying is rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. And that in the black community, that's the thing that's just really hurting that community. You don't have the men in there. So they start to look for, look at other people to be that step in father. They look at the state to be that. They look at Barack Obama to be the icon for the black man. And, and it just, it, it needs to stop. We got to rebuild the man. We got to, you know, if you're going to, like I tell my nephews, and I tell my friends too. If you're willing to lay down with a woman, then you ought to be able to to take up the responsibility of being a father. Should that happen, you know, if you if you're not ready to be a dad, or if you're gonna do the do, strap it up. But take care of your responsibility, man up, and and take care of what you need to be doing. And exactly, exactly, man. You nailed it. You you nailed it right on the point, man. And even the the, the black. Fathers that are in the home, they're weak. Yeah. Yeah. They're weak, man. They, they, the mother is leading. We, we already know. Look, anything that I say is probably controversial. Who cares? The man's supposed to lead. That's the fact. It's not equal. Like it's equal. We get it. Equal. Men and women are equal. Okay, we get it. But the man is supposed to lead. There's a reason why, when, <clears throat> when the father, and there are kids that come out bad when the father is raising them by themselves. But the majority of the children that come out crazy, bad, whatever they're doing is because they're raised by a single mother. There's something about the father's presence that changes everything. Something. I don't know what it is. This this is even biblical, too. There's something about the father in the home. This is the reason why we have this problem. Because look how many fathers aren't in the home. And look at the problem that we have in the community. There's yeah. something about the presence, the the being, and not just the presence, obviously it's, you know, being a real father, but it's something about that. And man, it's like, all right, I'm gonna run around having sex with all of these women, you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm, I'm young and I look good and all that. But then when it's time to raise my kids, oh nah, bro, I'm out, I'm gone. Like this, this is really the mentality of, of young black men. It's ridiculous, yeah. pitiful. Yeah. And <clears throat> And I I don't know what the solution is to to stop this this kind of behavior other than you know just start to make them be more accountable. And it, it's hard when you've got the media and you got the black leaders that are just okay any type of crime. Like you know, case in point, like the the of the more recent shootings, like Michael Brown and 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 um, the others where. 
these guys committed crimes and, <clears throat> you know, they were doing all kinds of other shit. And yet the black community with, you know, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, them, instead of condemning the wrong that they did, they put them on a pedestal and make them a martyr. So it's like, okay, again, you're reinforcing that there's no accountability, you know? And that's, that's the thing that I, I just, it frustrates me, man. Like, yeah. Own up to your shit. Yeah. And I don't, and, and, and I don't like to curse. I don't know if I can curse on it. I don't even nah, curse. Man. Open, yeah. open platform, man. Say whatever you want. <laughs> that's how I got to say it. Take, like, when this blows up, take the sound bite. Own up to it. You mess up, you clean it up. You mess up, you fix it. Yeah. It's like, yo, it's like if I spill something on the floor, you know what I'm saying, in my room, and I'm my room messy. Oh, I'm going to blame uh, the girl sitting in the corner over there because she's looking at me weird. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So I, I got to ask you this, too. Um, when it comes to the group, when it comes to groups like uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, do you feel that they are helping the black community or do you feel like they and the left is liberal and the mainstream media are causing the divide, not only in the black community, but also in American society as a whole? Black Lives Matter is the worst group, hateful, riots, the worst group that any black person can follow the worst they do not help the community they're the main issue they blame everybody else for their problems their intent is amazing those those men and women that started this group the intent i get it it's like we're going to speak up for you know black issues but then that swayed completely from that into blaming white cops for killing black people for no reason when they first of all that, that doesn't happen but Every have you ever realized something? Have you ever realized that you sit down with a Black Lives Matter person, right? We're having a conversation about black issues. Yeah, blah blah blah. blah. Black people are oppressed, whatever they say, right? Mm-hmm. The minute you bring up black on black crime, it's over. Yeah, done. <laughs> <laughs> what about black on black crime? Oh, we can't have this conversation. Oh my gosh, you're racist. Oh, you're, you're the problem. Yeah, I I, oh, I have. First-hand experience of that. One of my brothers, one of my older brothers, is heavy in Black Lives Matter. He is so heavy into it, and, and one of, and a lot of my friends are too. And they 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 like to to constantly say that oh, black on black crimes is that that's that's blown out of proportion. I'm over here like if you go to any any of the cities and you turn on the news. Four, five o'clock, six o'clock news. Like I know, especially in, in Memphis, Chicago, Detroit, and whatnot, you'll see X amount of black people were killed because of black on black crime. You know, a yep. gang shooting, a drive by. You know, uh, a, a robbing, and it's constantly like, why don't we address those issues? Because it's a it's against accountability. Most black people in, in 2018 are against anything that has to do with owning up to your ish so black on black crime is one of those topics where that's the problem that's the problem many other problems like we said the father in the home but we're talking about bro if if i were to go to i live in jersey if i were to go to newark right now or or uh chicago 
Mm. I'm not fearing my life because a white man's going to take me out because I'm wearing the wrong color in the wrong city. Now I got to worry about what color I got on. I got to worry about what street I'm walking down. I got to worry about, like, girls got to worry about walking by themselves. Is it a white man that's about to rob you, shoot you, beat you up for no reason? You're definitely right. And like my other issue with Black Lives Matter as an organization, I did some real deep digging into the group. And when I bring this up to like my brother or friends that are in Black Lives Matter, when I ask them, do you really know who's funding your organization? They'd be like, oh, we're self-funded. This is a grassroots thing. I'm like, so who do I said, do you know who it was that donated $33 million to your group? They're like, well, that didn't happen. I said, yeah, it did. Look it up. Look at look up the Open Society Foundation. Look up who runs that. It's George Soros. This guy, he he's <laughs> he's an ex-Nazi. Like if you look up George Soros, um, basically he's a guy who um he uh helped kill a lot of the Jews in the Holocaust by, you know, just selling them out to the Nazis. And he's a Jew himself. And then he's also wanted around the world as a um, a war criminal because he destabilizes countries. Like, he can't go to Russia. He can't go to um, South Korea. can't go to China. Uh, he's wanted in Japan for destabilizing and basically bankrupting countries. The dude's a war. He's a profiteering war mm. criminal. And all these groups, all these movements in America right now, Black Lives Matter, the feminist march movements, um, what, what's the other one? The um, Antifa, like these groups are all funded and run by the Open Society Foundation from George Soros. And so when I tell them that, they're like, I, I don't believe you. I'm like, what do you think the whole Black Lives Matter concept came from when they started going from speaking on the issues to being about against the establishment, against cops, against law and order? I said, he came up with that concept and he's done it in other countries and destabilized other countries. I'm like, what do you think is going on with, you know, Germany and other countries like that? And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, this dude destabilizes countries. I say, if you look up George Soros, you look up the stuff he goes, if you go to his website, the Open Society Foundation, he lists every country, every company. And he's got thousands of companies and organizations that he funds. And all. if you look into each one of these organizations, they all are about destabilization mm. of their own communities. Interesting. Mm. No, it's, you yeah. know, that... <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. I like most people don't, you know, everyone, most black people love to agree with statistics only when it favors to them. Yeah. They want to hit you with statistics. You get in an argument with a black lives mm-hmm. matter person, they want to give you all these statistics. Look how many white cops are killing black men per day, all this stuff, right? And then when I bring up, oh, well, let's look at statistics about black and black crime. 13% of the population is committing over half the crime. How many men are in jail? Oh, that's fake news. That's, um, stats are rigged. You didn't know that? I'm like, oh, you weren't saying that two minutes ago when you yeah. were giving me all these numbers and stats about what was in your favor. 
It's amazing, man. This that in itself, that in itself shows, man. It's just it's it's mindset. Majority of people are closed-minded. So once they get something as information, it's it's solid. Nothing can steer them away from that. So they get fed a certain narrative, and anything that speaks against that narrative, even if it's truth, will be rejected. Yeah, it it fully is. And um, like I, I tried to break it down to one of my friends before. I'm like, if you really want to talk about the white on black shootings as for white cops killing black people, I say if you really were to look into it, you'd find out that white cops and even Hispanic cops and Asian cops are more hesitant to shoot a black suspect out of fear of being called a racist. They're more hesitant to do it. I said, I, remember, I said the highest group of people that are killed by white cops are actually white people. And they're like, that's not true. I'm like, look at the stats. Well, well, the stats are fake. I'm like, so if we, if we're going to call stats that you don't like fake, how are, what, what is, what are we measuring this? We by? have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. White people get killed more by white cops than we do. Yeah. Way, way more than we do. Oh, that's a lie. Okay. It, it, it's for I'm this close to giving up, man. I'm trying to hold on. I want to have hope in. I want to have hope in this, man. I really do. I'm this close to giving up. Man, you, on it, on the race into in entirely. Man, it, it it's hard, dude. It's really hard. Um, so, what are your thoughts and feelings on America, and do you believe? the left-wing liberals saying that America was never great. America is amazing. It's not, I'm not going to sit here and act like there's no problems. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the national debt is a problem. Um, there's many other problems I can't think of right now. There, There's problems, there's problems everywhere. But America is amazing. America is truly like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be here. We should all be proud to be here. We should all respect those that fought for us to, to be here. And um, yeah, man, uh, uh, America's amazing. You know, we can we can do whatever we want. It's a capitalist society. I can do whatever the hell I want. I can wake up and be like, yo, I want to be a ball player or yo, I want to, you know, be rich and be an entrepreneur. I want to be a nerd. You know, I can do whatever I want. I'm good. You know, I don't, I don't, there's no problem. There's no problems with America at all. I mean, there's problems with it, but I'm saying like, there's no problems for me, you know. This I, I there's more upside. Yeah, it's you know I, I agree with you, and it's it's when I try when I I um I had a friend yes uh yesterday tell me how America wasn't great and that uh it's oppressive and it's a very racist country you can't get ahead in life and I'm like I find that funny when we have more people of various backgrounds, various ethnic backgrounds, successful here in this country, whereas in other countries, they can't, you know. And I I told her, I'm like, you know, the biggest thing for me is the fact that you're able to openly complain about this country says a lot about it because you can't, you try to do that in another country. You'll get killed, arrested. Yeah. And it's it's just it's it's it's, she's like that's not true. I'm like, go to another country. Go to go to Canada. 
They don't have free speech. They don't have it in Australia either. I say, I know a lot of people from Canada, from Australia. They can't openly talk about stuff like that. Go, go to England. <laughs> They're being overrun right now by, you know, the Islamic people. You can't say anything about the fact that they're bombing and blowing people up left and right and killing people. Because if you do that, it's, it's called hate speech. Speaking truth in many of these other countries is hate speech. But in America, you're protected by the First Amendment. Yeah. And it's like, and she, she just Absolutely. wouldn't get it. She wouldn't get it. Yeah. You know? We don't appreciate it, man. We, we take it for granted, you know. It's like, oh, we got all this freedom to do what we want. You know, it's it's like parents. When yeah. parents gets off on the kids, they try to milk the hell out of them. You know, it's like yeah. you're taking advantage of my kindness. It's like that, man. We're taking advantage. We don't realize how much, you know, how much <clears throat> we're actually in compared to everyone else. It's because we never lived in these in these in these places where we where we don't have the freedom to do what we want. You know, yeah. we don't know. You know, and I, I hear a lot of people like compare uh, Sweden to like America saying how great Sweden is, how high great Germany is, you know, and how America's so much far worse than they are. And I ask the people, I'm like, do you really know what's going on in Sweden? Sweden's the rate capital of the world right now. They got all the people going, you know, the women are getting raped, butchered, beheaded left and right. Yeah, crazy. That's, you're really gonna say that that's better than America? Nah. <laughs> no. No. No one, one personally that got beaten, raped, beheaded. You know what I'm saying? If they knew, if you know what I'm saying, if they knew someone personally or it hit them hard, then they'd be like, "Oh, yo, America's lit." You know. Yeah. That's true, man. I got one more question for you, and it's uh. Basically, many, especially in the mainstream media, push the narrative that Donald Trump is racist and is divisive. Do you feel he, do you feel that he truly is or that he's just getting things done and speaking his mind, frankly? Donald Trump is one of the best presidents we have ever had in the sense of speaking his mind. That man is amazing. Is he racist? Like I said, man, I don't even know. Does that word even exist? Like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But <laughs> what I don't know is, man, he's he's not racist, man. He doesn't. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that type of stuff. He's just a man that he's he's like me in in, in very well. I'm like him in in uh, similar ways. It's like, yo, I see something that I want to fix, and the only way you can really fix a problem is to address it hard on. You know, yeah. it's like problems with the wall, like. Yeah, he probably knew that speaking on uh, Mexicans or whatever he was speaking on, uh, you know, illegal immigrants, he knew that it was going to piss some people off. But how can you ever address the problem if you don't really address the problem? Exactly. 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 And, you know, the people, I know a lot of people that are mad about the wall. They're saying, like, we don't need a wall. It's stupid. We don't need to secure our borders. People should be able to just flow in. I say, you know what? Here's the thing. I said, I got two questions for you. I said, one, would you say, since we don't need a wall, we don't need to secure our, our country or our borders. So then do you feel if you go home at night at your house or your apartment, you should just leave your front door open? You don't mm -hmm. need to have anything there. And they're like, uh, well, that's entirely different. I'm like, no, it's not. 
It's the same concept. Same I said, and, and then the people are like, oh, well, we don't need a wall. I said, we already have a wall. We have a fence. Yeah, <laughs> and look. And look. <laughs> you oh. know, and, and, and it's like they cut through the fence, they hop the fence. Let's just reinforce it. Yeah, it can be used. You know, a lot of people could, could view it in a negative light, but at the same time, it need, if people want to come to this country, like any other country, do it the legal way. Exactly. And if people are going to just rush into this country and then start making demands like that caravan of like 1,500 people that was trying to come here, and they have a list of demands for health care, for jobs, for housing, for welfare. It's like, what right do you have to come to this country and demand we give you all this when your own damn country won't do shit for you. <laughs> oh, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Yo, and then when somebody like us speaks up against it, we're crazy. Yeah. Like, who are you coming to this country? You not from here. This is not your home. That's like you coming. That's like you coming to my house right now talking about some, oh, you got to do this for me. You got to do this for me. You got to change the rules of your house. Like, I got to change the rules of my house. Who the hell are you? I don't even know who you are. He's going to walk into my house and be like, nah, I'm changing everything. Uh, we ain't having this on the wall. We doing this over here. What? <laughs> Crazy. That, that, and that's what they're doing. And it's like, when you speak up against it, man, it's over for you. But nah. Yeah. Nah, bro. Nah, man. We got to. It's crazy, man. It's just like you said. Do it the legal way. Do it the legal way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like people are saying, "Oh, um, so let's say if let's say Donald Trump said tomorrow we're gonna really fix all this like this this immigration problem. The wall is gonna be up tomorrow, and then the question is, what are we gonna do about the people who are already here? That's the big question. What are we gonna do with the people that are already there? And then people, you know, on the Trump supporter side say well, send them all back. And then, you know, like the liberals are like, no, you can't do that. People have families. They're not all bad. People spent like so many years here building a family and they're hardworking. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But are you here legally or are you here illegally? What's the yeah. question? Look at smoking weed, right? Smoking weed's not a big freaking deal. Who cares? Right. Right. Okay. But is it legal or illegal? Let's go back to 10 years ago. I think it's it's still legal now, illegal in some, I don't know. But let's say it was illegal all across the board, right? Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's not a big deal. Everyone knows that. But if you get caught, are you going to bitch to the cop about how he shouldn't be arresting you? You knew what you were doing was wrong. So now you got to face the consequences, no matter how small you think the deal is. Yep. That's so true, man. <clears throat> And it's like they want an exception to their rule. Yeah, all that's that, that's all they want, exceptions. They want and, us to change our stuff. Yeah, all it is. And it's like what, what, one of the things like I find amazing. Like I, I watch a lot of Tucker uh, Carlson, and I had this lady Jalissa Arce, um, and she's been around on like Jesse Lee Pearson and a bunch of other shows where she's all for DACA and this, this, and that. And uh, her story is interesting. So she came to America on a visa when she's 13. Her visa expired, and her and her mom decided not to go back to Mexico. They decided to just stay here. 
and you know they stayed and they did i think for her like to get a job and get an id like she stole a social security number of someone to just uh to be able to uh get get all that and then also to go to school and to get financial aid for school and also to get hired at goldman sachs and to her she you know when tucker carlson and others called her out like okay so you committed a felony you stole a social security number you know Mm -hmm. to 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 be able to get here and you've been taking from american people what wasn't really yours to 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 you know to have and opportunities to have and then her thing was well you know we want a better life and for us dreamers we don't have a choice and then tucker and the others are kind of like wait so you're saying that you know it's wrong but you don't care because you want to have a better life you will do even if it's illegal even if there's a process that you could have went through to do it the right way yeah and she just she refuses to acknowledge that it's wrong to her is we didn't do anything wrong and it's like wow that that, that that's amazing amazing they're crazy it's crazy like I said, is it a is it in reality? Like, is it a big deal? Probably not. You know, it's not that crazy of a deal. But if you get caught, you're wrong. You already knew you was wrong. Yeah. So why are you now complaining about the action taken against you? Yeah. And it's like the stuff that a lot of people say when they, they, they keep trying to say Trump's a racist. And I've debated a lot of people on this. And they're like, oh, well, he said all Mexicans are rapists. I said, no, if you go back and listen to what he said, he said Mexico's not sending us their best. You know, we have their rapists and stuff coming here to America. We have people that, you know, they're, they're murderers and stuff. You know, like that Kate Steinle girl that got killed by an illegal immigrant in California because he picked up a gun, pointed at her and shot her, you know? Mm. And it's like, you know, and then they're like, oh, well, he's racist because, you know, he, he, he said we need more people from like Denmark and, 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 and whatnot like that. I'm like, yeah, we do need people that have skill sets to come to this country to build the country up because if we have people with low low skill sets and and not able to assimilate into a country or a society, then what are you doing? You're just bringing what they already have because a lot of people that immigrate from you know other countries, some assimilate, some don't. They want to turn the country they're in into what they came from. And if that's the case, then why don't you stay <laughs> where you came from? Crazy, right? Isn't this common sense? Yeah, it seems like common sense, right? And by common sense is not so common. It's it's not at all, man. It's amazing, man. It's like, yo, I, I don't even know what to say, man. I find myself saying that so much now. It's like this is such common sense what we're talking about right now. Yeah, and when this video gets massive exposure. We're probably going to be two of the most hated black men in America. Isn't that crazy? And we're speaking facts. Yeah, we're speaking facts. But, it, but the reason is because what we say will be hurting people's feelings. You know, and that's the problem with this millennial 
bitch, you know, society. Emotions, feelings. Don't say this because you're going to hurt how somebody feels about it. What has humanity come to? Exactly. Yeah, man, it, it, it blows my mind and people are like, oh, well, this hurts my feelings. Okay, buck up and get stronger. You don't like the truth? And it's, and it, 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 yeah, man. It, it amazes me how people who speak the truth because, all right, it can, it can affect, let's say, a thousand people. It affects 999 people. They change their lives. They do all this great stuff because I spoke the truth. And that one person, that one person that is crazy, crying for a year, cuts themselves, probably hangs themselves in the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. Marshawn is the worst evil man on the planet. Look what he's talking about. I'm like, bruh, I didn't call you a name. I didn't disrespect you. All I told you was the truth. However you take it, whatever you do with it is up to you. But don't blame me for your dumb outcome of whatever you want to do to yourself because I'm sitting here telling you what you need to hear. Yep. That's the truth. All right. So we got a couple questions in the chat. We'll go ahead and get to the Q&A section. Uh, If you guys have any other questions in the chat, uh, if you're watching and listening, uh, definitely drop them down in the chat so we can go ahead and get to them. Uh, We got a question from Liquid Metal. Uh, he said, question for Marshawn. Uh, what do you think of the people that say Americans are racist because they voted for Trump while we had while we just had Obama? I always find this ironic. Many Americans, white and black, voted for Obama and now voted for Trump because they were disappointed. Amazing. So somebody's racist now because they agree with somebody's political views. This is the sensitivity thing I'm talking about. How is somebody racist because they agree with somebody? I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. It's like black people would never be satisfied. We had a black president for eight years, two terms, not one. And if it was one, you would probably hear the complaining 10 times worse. Well, it was only one. It was two terms. They let a black man in there. Oh, that's not enough. He's half white. Oh, he's half white now. Like, man, somebody racist because they, man, it's like the things, see, this is what I'm talking about. The things that I hear of people of how they think, and it's like, yo, somebody's really thinking like this. So, <laughs> yo, it's crazy. Yeah, man, it, it, it's insane. It's like shifting goalposts left and right. Like, I don't like what you're coming to, so I'm going to shift the narrative further back. And then if you, you make a point that reaches where the goalpost is. I'm gonna just keep pushing it back. Like it, it, it's sad. Yeah, it, it, it's fucking sad. That's exactly you put it perfect. You put it perfect. <clears throat> That's exactly what's happening. They keep moving the 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 the, the post over right here. Oh, okay, now we're here. Oh no, now we're right here. Uh, no, no, no. Now we're here, and it's like man, like, and then you look around and you wonder why there's no progress being made. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, so we got the next question uh, from Oso Jiggly. He's in the chat. He asks, um, what are your thoughts on civil disobedience? Civil disobedience. Give me an example of that. Uh, let me see. 
the civil disobedience is uh, the refusal to comply with like certain laws or to pay taxes and fines as a peaceful form of political protest. I guess you could also say like kneeling, uh, like oh, like, like like uh, Kaepernick. Yeah, it seems like that peaceful. Uh, okay. Besides Kaepernick, take Kaepernick out. I don't have a problem with peaceful protests in general. You know, there's there's a right and there's a wrong way to do things. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if your peaceful protest is illegal, like let's say, let's say, oh, I, I don't agree with paying taxes, so my peaceful way of doing it is by not paying them. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can be an idiot and do that, and then when they come knocking on your door and cuff you, don't bitch and moan about it because you're you're a freaking dumbass. Like there's certain there's there's certain things to do. Like if I was if I was pro-choice, for example, which I'm not, but if I was, mm-hmm. the right way to do that is to probably, you know, make a nice sign outside of a you know clinic and just say, hey guys, you know, you guys should stop doing it, whatever. You know, like there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Uh Kaepernick is is um disgusting to me. Very very disgusting to me. Too many people have too many people have fought for this land, man. Too many. I don't I don't care what your pro and then and then the reason behind why you kneeled? Come on, man. It's the same victim blaming. It's I'm the victim. Put all the spotlight on me. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and <clears throat> to die, and that was one of the things I I didn't think about, but um I should have brought up, but the anti the anti partisan in the chat he asked the question: How do we end the victim mentality? That is a good question. How do we end the victim mentality mindset shift? That's that's the best answer I can give you. It's it's when you really open your mind to saying, what's really happening? Why are my people acting like this? Why, like, is is oppression real? Is did I not just get that job because they picked a white man over me, or did I not just get that job because I was sagging my pants and not articulating myself the right way, you know, or I just didn't have the right credentials? It's really looking at looking within, or just looking within, also looking around you and just asking yourself, what's the truth? I'm telling you, when you ask, you will receive. That's that's. The law, that's yeah. solid law of the universe. Whether the universe is God, whatever you believe in, you ask and you will receive. So you ask the, for the truth and you open your mind to it, you will get it. And when you see it, you'll be like, wow, this is really, so I'm I'm not a victim. Amazing. Now I can really take the proper steps forward to better my life. Exactly. So true, man. Um. <clears throat> Got another question uh, from Oso Jiggly. He asks, uh, "What are uh, Mar- Marshawn? What are the two most life-changing books? The two most life-changing books: Think and Grow Rich. I would mm-hmm. say Think and Grow Rich, Forty Eight Laws of Power. Uh, those those books are amazing. And it doesn't have to be Think and Grow Rich. It can be The Secret. Any any book that has to do with you know you are what you create, Law of Attraction." Just YouTube Law of Attraction. Watch every video twice. <laughs> You're good. 
that like that's basically what that's basically in a nutshell what I've done over the past three years. Watch everything on Love Attraction. Watch everything on on self help. Go to Barnes and Noble and go in the self help section and you know binge read. Yeah, man, I I can go to Barnes and Noble or uh, we have another place out here called Book Off, and I can just lose all sense of time just reading. Like it, it's reading is the most critical thing, and it, I'm I'm so mind blown that we have a generation of people that don't read. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> you talk about a book, <laughs> man. Last time I read a book was uh when I was seven because I was forced to do it. <laughs> like <laughs> nobody cares. It's because nobody cares. Nobody cares about anything. This is one thing that I always used to rant about to my closest friends, man. Nobody cares about anything. The only, the most valuable conversation you would see a 23-year-old like me or younger, 18 to 25 and older, even older than that, the most valuable conversation, if you eavesdrop that you'll hear, is the newest thing on Instagram. Yeah. Or what the Kardashians doing. What the Kardashians are doing. Who cares? Let's talk, and then we try to talk about something meaningful. Yeah, man, that's cool. That's cool. Yo, man, so look at this. Yo, isn't this crazy? Look what uh, Cardi B just did. It's it's sad. I'm telling you, man, this close. I'm this close, man. I'm trying to hold on. All of my, all my might, man. I don't know. Oh man, uh, Rashad McDuff, Rashad McDuffie, uh, he asked a question. What do you suggest it would take for the narrative to change between white and blacks? In addition, the negative perception on Americans. Mm. The narrative to change. I think uh, seeing more interracial relationships. You know, everything is subliminal. You know, most people don't, more people react to things, you know, that are subconscious. That's the reason why TV focuses on all these subliminal messages, trying to brainwash you and all that. So if you just happen to see down the street, oh, yo, it's crazy, man. I'm seeing a lot of black and white people getting together. Or I'm seeing a lot of, you know, Indian and white people or whatever, just just mixing. The more you see that, the more your brain will become accepting to that. You know, so, yeah, I think I think that since that has a huge impact on how somebody thinks is just seeing something over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's how and and it's it's happening even in in, in the media. You know, we have advertisements. You so only see, you know, a white white models or whatever, like a, a white couple model on, you know, whatever. But now you're seeing they're doing a lot of more interracial stuff now. So it's pretty cool. That's why I'm so mind blown by people talking about we need to go back to segregation it's ridiculous definitely man and i that, that's the thing that really like gets 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 me is this whole thing about one the segregation and and you know not to take shots at black women but i find it amazing how black women will dog a black man and talk about how a black man ain't shit he ain't this he ain't that and yet then they'll complain that they can't find a good black man. And then they'll complain that, you know, oh, this white woman, this Hispanic woman, this Asian woman has, you know, all the good black men. And it's kind of funny, too, 
then I'll see a lot of these same black women complaining about black men will end up with a white guy. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yo, like, and treat him like a king. <laughs> crazy, yo. I'm seeing that. Yo, that's crazy. You say, I'm seeing that a lot now. Yo, it's crazy. You're so right about that. Yo, man, the audience is loving uh, you on the, on the show, man. They got questions out the yin yang for you. So we got we got another we got another one for you. Um, the answer partisan he asks: Are police out of control? No, not at all. They're not. I I don't see. There's there's always going to be good, and there's always going to be bad, no matter what you do. So there's good police and there's asshole police. That's just that's just how it is. It's always going to be like that. But to say that they're out of control, which is implying the black narrative that they're out of control, killing us at mm-hmm. record numbers for no reason. No, that that's that that's just not true. That's just not happening. I agree. Uh, one of my brothers is actually a police officer, and. Um... He's uh, he was one of the few um, black police officers in um, the well. This I'm not gonna say where exactly in Arkansas, but in Arkansas, um, and like the the training and stuff he had to go through, and, and a lot of the people he worked with. That's a lot of good cops. There's a lot of bad cops, you know. And it really just comes down to, like you said, there's gonna be good and bad, and that you can't control. That's the individual choice that a person makes whether they will be good or will, or whether they will be bad. So that's, that's definitely true. Um, also, Jiggly asks, who is your favorite thinker or philosopher? Ooh, favorite thinker. Man, MLK is definitely up there. Definitely. So much respect, man. I, I have uh, – there's a few men that I really – I follow closely. Um, MLK is one of them. Uh, Jesus Christ, you know, and that's not even about religion. It's just the, the man, you know. Uh, we get that's a whole other topic, but you know, we're we're being fed something of what we believe that Jesus was and all the religion. But there's so many things that were held at uh, held out, you know. So if you really look into the the hidden teachings of Jesus, or you know, the, the things that they took out of the Bible, man, it's that man was amazing. He was hands down Jesus, not the Christian religious man, the man himself, the greatest humanitarian that will ever live. Definitely. So him, uh, Gandhi's up there for me, too. Um, there's a few more men that I, I can't think of right now. Uh, yeah, but definitely, I, I have a few people that I follow closely and try to you know, be like. All right. Um, Liquid Metal, uh, he has a question for you. He says, what do you think of young black people idolizing black celebrities like the mumble rappers instead of looking up to successful doctors, lawyers, engineers, intellectuals? Yeah, that's that's one of the also the other major problems is that uh, hip hop, Hip hop, people don't realize how much influence hip hop has on the community as a whole. 
I can't even say black community now because you got white people listening to rap. You got everybody. Hip hop has just become this, you know, first <clears throat> multicultural phenomenon. But look at what they're talking about. Look at what they're promoting. You know, like you don't understand what the hell these dudes are saying 95% of the time. But the beat is catchy, you know. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't listen to that type of music. I, I'm open. I listen to all types of rap, all types of, you know, anything. And the music is catchy. I will agree with that. But looking up to these men as like, oh, my gosh, like I, I will kiss your feet is is also pitiful. And it's only pitiful because of what their message is. They don't these men or, and women don't care about the community. All they care about is the dollar that they're making off of you streaming their song a million times. You know, yeah. they don't care about us. So they're going to promote whatever the hell they want to promote. And most of the time, they don't even agree with what they're saying. You you will be surprised, man. You'll be surprised how many people are actually like Republican, for example, because Republican is like the freaking devil in the black community. If, if you yeah. say you are, you'll be surprised how many these these rappers are actually Republican, how many of these men act, and women actually you know, stand side by side with Donald Trump on the low, but won't ever express that in in real life because of how much money and credibility that they would lose instantly. Yep. That's so true. They get blackballed quickly. Yeah. It is it's and it goes back to the whole herd mentality. You go along with, with the crowd and you just fit in. And then the minute you stand out and you say something against what, the, you know, the masses are saying, they hate you for it. And it's sad. Yeah. But, uh, but you know what's crazy, though? What? The most influential people of all time were actually hated in their time. And That's true. post-death, the greatest men that ever lived. Look at Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is God to music. Simple to the point. Hated. Made fun of rapist, uh, whatever they call him, child molester. You know what I'm saying? Like Whenever you brought up his name, laughing, making fun of him. The minute that man dies, you got people passing out, crying, talking about how I always loved him. I always loved MJ, the greatest of all time, but wasn't saying that yesterday. You know what I'm saying? The, the day before. So that's the reason why I speak how I speak, and this is the reason why I do what I do, and, and, and hopefully you do the same. Because it it doesn't matter about now. I'm not worried about now. The power of uh, of this, the power of social media and these sites, man, this content right here will live on forever. Yeah. Forever. And that's what I'm focused on. Yeah. Um, so Anthony Parkinson, he said, please. Uh, so I guess he said... Um, Please don't hold their accountability. He doesn't mean racially, but corruption is a lot worse than people think, and they're not willing to police themselves. Uh, Rashad says that he agrees with anti-partisan, but he thinks the justice system is not taking accountability across the border. I don't know about that because I think, like many other things, we're not there, so we can't really speak on what we don't know. Um, I think... I just, you know, I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I think until we really know what's going on, like there's always one side that we see, but there's always two. There's, I, always, I like to say there's two sides. There's one side that we see, one side that we think, and then there's the truth. So Exactly. 
You couldn't have said it better than that. So I guess the last question we'll go ahead and take. Um, also, Jiggly, he wants to know who's your favorite president. I don't have a favorite president, I would say. I would say, um, you know, at first I was one of those uh, typical black dudes that just saw Barack Obama and looked at him as, oh, he's black, I'm with it. Until I really realized what he was talking about. And, man, I haven't looked into past presidents, but when I look at now, man, people would be, not people, the black race would be surprised of how much Donald Trump is actually in favor for the things that we need. Yeah. They will be mind blown, I'm telling you. So um, when it comes to being outspoken, being in our favor, really caring about the country, really caring about humanity and where America is going as a whole, yeah, Trump got it. I agree, man. My favorite president right now is currently Trump. And I just like, I, li- I-, I liked him before he ran for president. And I find it so amazing that people love Trump and they, you know, even the rappers and whatnot would say they want that Trump money. They wanted to be like Trump before he ran for president. Everyone loved him. Then he ran and now all of a sudden he's a racist. It- it's-, it's so amazing. Yeah. Same, wow. same problem with the, uh, with these um, black leaders, man. That's all they try to do. Yep. Oh yeah, man. Trump. Trump is so lit, man. Look at him. He got all these businesses. Oh, all this. God is great. Billions of dollars. Always oh, running for president, and most black people don't like him. Oh, I don't like him now. He's a racist. Nah, I'm not gonna vote for him. All this fake nonsense, man. <laughs> this, 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 gen- and it's all fueled by this millennial sensitive generation. Yeah, it really is. I mean, the the guy, I, I just love, I love the fact about him where he just, he doesn't give two fucks. He, he'll say what he has to say. Uh, he doesn't care if it hurts your feelings. And the thing is, if people really listen to a lot of what he says, he ain't wrong. He's, He's not really wrong. not. He's really not. And the problem that I have is that everybody wants clickbait. Everybody wants titles. You know, it's like, oh, Donald Trump said this. And then when you actually watch the video, you realize that he actually didn't say that at all. He said something completely different. But it's like when you're watching him, minus the clickbait, even in real life, when you're watching him, it's like he could say something like uh, black people need to better their community. And then then the black person would just hear in their head, Trump said that he's black people. Oh, my God, I don't like him. I'm like, bro, he didn't even (laughs) say like this is an example. Like he didn't even say that at all. It's amazing. It's like it's like they, they just hearing stuff. Yeah, man, you know, I, it's fucking sad. It it really is, and it's like people they hear what they want to hear, and a lot of times the shit that they hear was never even said to begin with. <laughs> exactly, wasn't even said at all. So it, it it's amazing, and I really like. I really can't stand mainstream media and the people that want Trump to fail. Cause I, I, I think about, I think back on this and I'm like, why would you want the president of the country that you live in to fail? If he's bringing jobs that left America because of high taxes and other presidents and brings them back to the country by lowering the taxes, that means more jobs for American people instead of outsourcing to China, Mexico, the Philippines paying them 
pennies on a dollar where they could be paying American citizens, bringing the unemployment rate down. What's wrong about that? What's wrong with a tax cut that puts more money in your pocket? You don't want more money? Exactly. He, he's giving you more money and that's racist? Like, uh, yeah. P, P, Where's it, the racism? <laughs> anyway, I guess that's all the questions everyone had, man. I, I've had a blast having you on the, the podcast. Definitely got to do this again, man. Yeah, this was cool, man. This This was really cool. Yeah, man. So if um, everyone definitely go and give Marshawn a follow on Twitter, give him a subscribe and ding the notification bell on uh, his YouTube channel. That way you get, you know, because YouTube has been playing some games lately. A lot of times when we upload videos, people not getting notifications and they've already admitted they're not notifying uh, people that are subscribed. So definitely make sure you hit that notification bell on Marshawn's channel getting that subscribe, follow him on Twitter. And uh, this this podcast will be up tomorrow or actually in a, probably in a couple of hours because uh, the platform I used to upload on iTunes and Google Play has been like immediately putting stuff up as soon as I upload it. But you'll be able to find this on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search up the Casanova podcast, Casanova with a K, and you'll be hearing this wherever you are. So, yep. Marshawn, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you, everyone that's on the chat that's been super active. And we'll catch y'all in the next one. Absolutely. Nice talking to you. All right.